Welcome to the Stuff and Things Podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty, oh valley of plenty, oh. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty. Hello everybody and welcome back to a new episode of the Stuff and Things podcast. I am Sam, delighted to say I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Stefan. It is me trying not to sing along to the intro. Yes. So catchy. It is ridiculous how that song got stuck in my head. And anybody listening to this podcast would have watched The Witcher... So I dare say our intro to this unique podcast will have jolted that memory and you're either cursing me or or, or singing along right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it took me days, days to stop humming that around the house. Uh, a day, I'm still doing it now, but out of nowhere. Like I, I literally yeah. woke up two, three days ago and I was humming a tune. I was like, I don't know what that is. What the heck? Have I just made some random tune up and then sort of I hummed it a little bit more and then all of a sudden I started toss a coin to your witch. Oh no, there it is. Yeah, I know what it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so basically this is a show all about The Witcher. Uh, it's a, a latest podcast in one of our more sort of random shows we're going to talk about. Um, the Witcher is a Netflix original show. Uh, we're going to be discussing the entirety of season one which is eight episodes. Uh, the show has been renewed for a second season. Uh, yes! Originally scheduled to air in its entirety in December again. However, due to the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak, who knows? So, yeah, we actually don't know when we're going to get season two. Which, when we get to the end of season one, is going to make that even worse, by the way. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is The Witcher. Um, mate, going into this series, I, I'm pretty sure, and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, I got you to watch this. You, this wasn't one that was on your radar. No, well, it flashed up on the radar purely because I knew of the games. Had you ever played them? No, but I am playing it now. Oh, that's interesting, because yeah. I I had heard of the games myself. I'd never played them at all. So when I saw that um, Netflix were making this show, I kind of thought, well, that's probably not going to be for me because I don't know anything about it. Yeah. And and sometimes, you know, these kind of worlds, uh, you can take a real deep dive and it is really difficult to get your head around. Yeah. And so I, I kind of just left it and left it. And, and the show debuted and I still haven't watched it. And then I caught a trailer for it and I thought... Even though I, I don't know anything about it, that does look like something I'd enjoy. You know, there's a big-ass dude, kick-ass sword, he's slaying a few people. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, that, that looks like that looks that's, like my genre right there. Yeah, that's up my street. I could do yeah. it. Yeah. So I gave it a go, and, and I learned, well, quite funny actually, I saw a video shared by Netflix heading into, obviously, the debut season, and it was on Twitter, and basically, the the Netflix um, 
the Netflix video was like uh, everything you need to know about The Witcher in 30 seconds with Henry Cavill. Nice. And he did like this 30 second, hey, uh, this series is set here, uh, I'm a witcher and we were created to kill monsters and I was like, okay, all of this sounds pretty straightforward. And Yeah, it's okay. fairly simple, I can do with yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, I'm up for that. I'm up for some damage. Um, you know, I've I've read enough fantasy genre books. So, you know, I'm a massive fan of Lord of the Rings. I mean, anyone who listened to the podcast will know I'm a massive fan of Game of Thrones, a series that we covered on this show. So, again, it was my kind of genre, so I gave it a go. And I absolutely loved it. I watched one episode after the other. It was between Christmas and New Year. Um, it was kind of like my catch up on all the shows I'd heard of, but not got around to watching due to work, etc. And yeah, this one really stood out to me. I absolutely loved it. It was the combination of the the characters, um, obviously the the writing, the visuals, everything. I absolutely loved it. So, uh, like I said, I'm pretty much sure I pushed you into it because I'm like, I want to talk about this. You need to watch it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it, it still took me a couple of months, I'd say, to kind yeah. of get around. And I know, like we've spoken before in these podcasts, I've got like a long list of things that I'm meant to be catching yeah. up and watching. Um, we had a few bits that we were watching at the time, and I thought, yeah, we'll get onto it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get onto it. I think we watched the entire season in like three or four days. Yeah, yeah. Once you start, is it was really kind of like mostly because I think the other thing that threw me at first is I was three episodes in. Before I fully worked out, we were at different time points with yep, the story. I was, I was just confused as heck for the first yeah. three or four. And then, yeah, you suddenly get like one scene and you go, uh, okay, yeah. right. Yeah, and and it was, it was funny because I was kind of like, you know, he's interacting with this character here. And I'm thinking, I'm sure that's the same woman, or but she was a girl who was training with Yennefer. And I'm like... Nah, no, I'm a, no, I'm, I'm, I must be wrong. And the thing yeah. is, as well, is because the the names are so uh, you know alien. You're kind of hearing a name, and you're not really logging it. It's kind of like, oh, look, there's flabber dabber dabber da. Yeah, it's I like, think, oh yeah, right. Okay. For, for me, it was when the husband, the well, the queen's husband, dies in battle, and yeah. then you get another scene like a next episode, and he's in it, and I'm sitting there going. Ah, wait, no, you're dead. Are you dead? Damn, is that someone else? You look like the bloke that died. Well, well, that's that's kind of a very solid rationale for knowing the timelines are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when I I finally kind of clicked and went, no, no, you definitely are the bloke that died. How are you alive? Yeah. Wait a minute. Perhaps he had a twin. Uh, No, yeah. It's It's John Snow all over again. You're dead. You're not dead. Uh, I don't know. So, So that was the kind of... Uh, only real thing that when I was getting into it, I did find that a little bit kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a massive fan of the kind of non-linear storytelling. People who listen to us talk about other shows will know that. So <laughs> immediately I'm kind of like, eh, I, I, I don't know, this felt kind of weird. But at the same time, what this show did do, which others have failed to do, is even though it was non-linear, it really linked in brilliantly. It like, was, yeah. By the end, by the eighth episode, when you're actually seeing scenes that you first saw in episode one, and they're identical, but you're now seeing them just from a different character's point of view, it, it was brilliant. You know, you, you're just like, oh, wow, this is absolutely full circle. This is phenomenal. Yes, please, love this show. <laughs> yeah, and we talk about other shows on this podcast a lot, and we do yeah. normally rip them. 
Yeah. Absolutely. I sat there, watched this, and was like, this is how it should be done. Yeah. If you yeah, are going to do it, do it like this. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're going to if you're gonna do the different timelines and sort of merging them, do it like that, yeah. It, that is, it was difficult, like I said, it was difficult to follow it first, and then the minute it kind of all clicked, rather than having that, ah, oh, well, that's naff, or any kind of weird feeling, it was just complete sort of that's amazing love this i've you know i've and also they didn't you know sometimes shows treat the audience like morons you know so the show will literally have a character go oh look there's Geralt of rivier oh look how he's aged over the last 10 years and you're kind of like all right okay cheers thanks for the heads up but no in this it was left to the audience to you know to put it together left to the audience to work out and it was done in such a clear way it was like a jigsaw puzzle that you put the final piece in and you went uh yeah yeah (laughs) which i found really fun because i watched it with my partner yeah i love her dearly but she's not kind of always as clued up on these things as we are because we (laughs) love this genre and everything else yeah so she's sitting there i've clicked it on episode three and i'm looking at her going come on penny drop (laughs) come on <laughs> end of the episode I'm like do you get it now she's like I'm so confused and I was like no right I'm yeah. gonna to, okay I'm going to explain it to you explain it she was like oh yeah it kind of makes sense actually because that's I was like oh there we go yeah so yeah, most yeah. of the audience most of the audience that watch it perfectly yeah. pieced it together like a jigsaw others were did, trying to put corners in a straight did you... <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen to this I hope not as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, although that will cut our listening figures. Get her to listen. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. So, do you, did she enjoy it? By the way, did she? She enjoy was it? so pissed at the end of the at the end of the season. There's not <laughs> another one. Yeah, I think she enjoyed it. Do you, do you think it's kind of like um, uh, a real symptom of binge watching stuff that when you do reach the end of a series is like, what the hell? I need that next episode. You know, I've just watched eight episodes in days. Come on, where's the next one? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's a big difference between watching it on telly every week because you have to have that break and then a mid-season finale comes up so you kind of get another break in the middle. Yeah. End of the season, even if it's left on a real cliffhanger, you're not kind of like, oh, I'm going to have to wait all this. When you've binge-watched eight episodes in three days, yeah, then you're like, oh, brilliant, coming next year. What? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of the things I quite like about discovering a show late because yeah. I, I discovered another show called The Expanse, so which I've talked to you about. Yes, and I didn't I didn't discover that until the end of series three. Um, so basically, I had three series to watch. Uh, it was great. <laughs> I was like, re- I was like watching them like one after the other, two a day, one a day. I just absolutely loved it. But of course, the problem was when I hit the wall of running out, I was like, okay, I need more of this. You know, yeah, where, where's where's the next? And then, and then I was lucky enough that season four dropped um, because it was cancelled. It was cancelled by the Sci-Fi Network, and then it was picked up by uh, Amazon. Um, and you know, absolutely loved the show. So Amazon Prime picked it up, um, got a season four, which was great, and it has been renewed for five as well. So I'm very happy about that. But yeah. So anyway, back to The Witcher. One of the things, like I said to you right off the bat, for this was. Um, I had no knowledge of this at all. I mean, I wasn't even aware. I'd heard of the video games. Yeah. I wasn't even aware the video games were based on books. I, I thought it was an original concept video game, but no, there are fantasy genre books called The Witcher. I didn't know exists. that at all. Yeah, so th- that was kind of... 
um, and Henry Cavill, who plays Geralt, um, was a was a big fan of the books and a gamer, which was just like mind blowing to me. Yeah, I knew he, he was, was like, a gamer. There's been a few things I've seen. I think it was because of The Witcher. Yeah, that I saw a kind of bits. But yeah, I didn't know they were a book at all. I'm gonna have to add yeah. that to my Kindle collection. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's one I'm gonna dig out as well. But it was. It was just very interesting to me that I had so little knowledge of this at all. I, you know, I just yeah. kind of I was aware of the games. You, you said you're actually playing them now. Are they good? Do you know? I honestly can't get into the game. The game is very slow to begin with. Ah, okay. I'm um, struggling with the game, but then at the same time, the first episode of The Witcher, I watched that, and I was so like, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah. Second episode had me hooked, so I'm hoping yeah. playing a little bit more of the game. The game's gonna hook me. But yeah, no, it's all about Yennefer and stuff like that, and Cersei's um, in it. So, I'm Siri, ho- Siri, yeah. sorry, in it. So I'm hoping that by watching the TV show first, it, it's going <laughs> to help me out a bit. Because otherwise, yeah, yeah. I mean, so so diving into it, then the, the main character of The Witcher is the Witcher himself, uh, Geralt of Rivia. Yeah, Rivia. Um, what what are your overall thoughts and impressions of him as you know the leading man of the of the show? He is fantastic, acted <laughs> brilliantly. Yeah, I love. I just love like we're gonna get an R rating on this podcast. I can tell already. Yeah, yeah. His reaction to some of the things that happen, where something really big happens, he just goes, "Oh fuck!" No, that's and carries me. on, and I'm just like, "That's yeah. fantastic." <clears throat> just like, oh. See, I, I love that you brought. I love that you brought that up because that to me was one of the reasons why I love the character so much. Yeah. Because I actually, you know, you, you watch some of these shows, especially in the fantasy genre, and, and you can't relate to the characters at all. You know, it's, it's such an alien world, such an alien environment yeah. compared to, to how I live my life. But his actual verbal reactions to situations are basically exactly how I would react yeah. to something like that happening. You know, the, the moment of. Um, you know, he claims the law of surprise. So anyone who's seen the episodes yeah. will know. And if you listen to this and you've not seen it, what the hell? Uh, but yeah, you know, the law of surprise. And then he finds out the woman, you know, the woman screams because she's pregnant. He had no idea. And he's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. You know, yeah. just like, oh, oh what? fuck it, really? Yeah, oh. I, I mean, I, I just back. love that. <laughs> and you know, so... on the, the big werewolfy creature yeah. that he battles. And it breaks through, and he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's <laughs> All just, right, okay. There are just so many times where his reactions are an absolute mood. You know, it's just like, yep, yeah, I, I completely get that. For, yeah. yeah, 100% on board with you. It's like, yeah, I've uh, killed it. Oh, no, I haven't. <laughs> I, I think one of the things as well, for any TV show to really work, you, you kind of need the character to be able to... Um, you know, I, I think if we're following Geralt on his own, I think it's is a good show. I think to make the show great, which is what they've done, you also need kind of like someone to bounce off of for him. Yeah. Because it's kind of dry. And, and the show provides us with that in, in a bard called uh, Jaskier. Jaskier? I'm glad you I'm never sure that. how to pronounce it. Jaskier. Jaskier, yeah. Yeah. Um, because... You one you, you couldn't get more sort of opposites, which is always great for for a comedic effect. Anyway, yeah, he he's one hundred percent the the light relief for the show. Um, the the he's there for the sort of comedic moments, and he provides them so often and just so brilliantly that it's not it's not over the top. It's not kind of like oh look here's a court jester. We all know why he's in it. 
he he just provides it through being not Geralt, if that makes yeah, sense. He he's, provides he's it an by... absolute muppet, bless him. But he's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he he knows how to write a song. We we know that. Yeah. Um. I, I, but again, just just want to pick out. I mean, uh, one of my kind of favorite moments in the series is he hires Geralt or convinces Geralt to be his bodyguard for the night at this big palace thing. Yes. Because he's basically been having it off with all of these lords and ladies' wives. Uh, sorry, lords' wives. <laughs> and and he knows he's been caught a few times or been seen. And true enough, they're there for the evening and Geralt immediately sees some lord corners him, talking about him. And he's like, all I saw was the, the cad's ass as he jumped out of the window. So yeah. Geralt goes over and says, nah, this guy got kicked in the nards by, by a mule. And the guy even gives him money. He's like, a, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I mean, it can't be him uh, then. Yeah, no worries. And he's just there yeah. like, yeah, thanks. That's my entire reputation ruined. Cheers. Yeah, yeah that, thanks. That, that, that's basically him not pulling that night. Um, I mean, and there's there's the other scene. And I've got to come on to this scene as well, because uh, I want to talk about it in regards to uh, Geralt and Jaskier, but also just because it... At the end of every year, this is something I didn't know happened until uh, this last New Year, okay? But New Year's Eve 2019, uh, I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see Twitter has kind of like a, um, a Netflix, sorry, on Twitter as a kind of like a jokey kind of awards thing. Uh, so basically what they're doing is they're telling people to vote for uh, different things like uh, most paused scene in Netflix, you know, for the last year, most this, but... <laughs> And there was one, and and I'd never forget it. It was seen most likely your parents to walk in on you watching, and oh, what God, won, yes. <laughs> and and the scene that won with like nearly a hundred percent of the vote was the scene where Geralt first meets Yennefer, and she's basically got this whole town in some sort of naked orgy going on, and she's just sat there. And he has to walk past all of these people naked and going at it. I mean, there and, are things happening in that room that are straight from, like, the Karma Sutra books. Yeah, and, and Jaskier, who, of course, is a bit of a cad, is unfortunately in a lot of pain at this point. And Geralt just throws him down next to this naked woman. And even though he's got, like, his throat all swollen, even though he's in an absolute state, he's there. And you just see his eyes, like, oh, hello. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, hello, ladies. Um, but yeah, apparently that scene is the one that most likely, and it is true. If you're sat watching anything, and it could be any type of show, and with this one especially, when you think about all the scenes that lead up to that, you know, the fantasy adventure, the trying to trap a genie, a gin. Yeah. Um, you know, he's done all of this stuff. You know, he's he's got his injured friend, and then he walks into that room. Up until that point, nothing like that in the episode. Nothing like that at all. In the show. That <laughs> that would be the moment. That would literally be the moment. If you're living at home, your parents would walk in. Your mum would if walk in. If you're living with your partner. No, yeah, why Yeah, anything. Yeah, what are you watching? You know, would just be the general thing. And it is so true. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I remember that when I was younger and I was living at home. I could be watching anything, like something you'd consider to be safe. The minute boobs come out, like that'd be the moment someone would like, knock the door. Hello, have you got any washing? Um, yep, uh, just over there. Uh, I'm just watching a comedy, I promise. Yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah honest. <laughs> oh, dear, frightening. But yeah, it did, my, it did make me laugh. I was seeing that and I was just like, yeah, 
that scene 100%. That would be the one that someone would walk in and be like, hello. So if anyone's listening and you had a moment where you were watching that and someone did walk in, then do let us know because that would make me laugh. So um, and also, what, what did you say? Did you make them sit and watch the episode with you? Like, no, this is not what it's normally like. You will sit there and realise I'm not watching porn. Yeah, stay there. And, <laughs> no, no, close your eyes for a few minutes. Close your eyes for a few yeah, minutes yeah. and then watch. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's the kind of the... I mean, that was obviously one of the, the big scenes because we get this kind of merger of the storylines where Geralt does meet Yennefer. Um, up until that point, of course, the three main stories that we're following is... Geralt, uh, Ciri, and Yennefer, uh, but they're all very separate because they're all in different times. Uh, Ciri and Geralt, you know, are gradually are merging quite quickly, um, but the Yennefer one is really jumping around all over the place. Uh, yeah, I mean, how? I, I don't think they actually touch on this on the show, but how long ago before these other events do you think Yennefer is training to become a mage? Because it feels to me like we could be talking a hundred odd years before. I mean, yeah, you kind of work out by how old uh, Siri is to how long that's been going on and the whole um, The Witcher, the. Oh, fuck. It's um, Law of Surprise and all that sort. You can kind of work that one out. Yeah. Yeah, Yennefer isn't anywhere. All we know is that there was a battle here, there was a battle here. She does this, she does that, she then becomes this. And you, yeah, it, you're talking about it could easily be centuries. Mages don't obviously age. No. So, yeah. No, she, yeah, I mean, the, the Yennefer storyline, let's focus in on Yennefer for a moment then, because we, we've sort of touched on it. Yennefer is uh, a girl who is a hunchback, mm-hmm. uh, cleft palate, um, one foot sort of turned in, generally uh, got sort of spinal deformity. Yeah. And is uh, we later learn is uh, a, a half breed between an elf male and a human woman. Yeah. And because of that, the the kind of stepfather, if you like, the human stepfather, absolutely hates her. I mean, you know, she's deformed, etc. And he sells her for less than a pig. Yeah, that's savage. There was something about those those opening kind of introduction to Yennefer that was quite brutal. I mean, she she wants to kill herself by cutting her wrists. Um, there's a lot there for Yennefer early on that's kind of like, whoa, this is, this is uh, heavy, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, so there was a lot there for Yennefer early on, and, and she's taken away to, to this, this place where basically anyone who has a natural magical ability, the, these people kind of recruit them. And they try to harness that. And the the lady who's kind of in charge there... Uh, sorry, I've, I've jumped ahead. Yennefer manages to, like, teleport herself. Into the weird which, shower thing, yeah. Yeah, which is where she meets Istrid for the first time, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and And so she does that, and... That kind of triggers this almost like magic alarm at this at this place. Like, ah, oh, right, okay, um, you know, some some person knows how to use magic. We'll go and recruit them. Uh, so she buys her for less than a pig, uh, takes her back <clears throat> uh, to to this sort of tower where they're training them all. And in essence, it seems to me you've got like two schools there, like almost like uh, uh, wizards and witches kind of thing, but it's all mages, but male and female. And it feels like they're kind of competing with each other. 
it, it's kind of always there and implied that there's some sort of competition, but I I never found it really clear as to what the hell was going on. Did you? Not really, because it's kind of like yeah, we're we're the Brotherhood, but we're against you guys. But we all seem to be but trained we're... in the same complex. It's like Gryffindor versus yeah. Slytherin, but grown up <laughs> grown up version. The very grown up version, yeah. Um, do you know how to pronounce the name of the woman who's training her? Tissaia. Yeah, I'm <laughs> gonna go with you on that. Yeah, Tissaia. Tissaia. I Tissaia, knew you were gonna ask Tissaia. me. I've just loaded up the website with all the cast names. I knew you were gonna ask me, and I'm like, I'm reading it going T I S S A I A Tissaia. To say, to say, uh, yeah. I knew, I knew you were going to ask. I was like, "Get that up now." <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm evil like that. I, I am cruel. But yeah, I, uh, yeah. I mean, she, her character's uh, very strange. Well, initially, you have that feeling that she's just like this real strict bitch, horrible kind of evil. But I mean, she, she saves her. I mean, she calls her piggy, mm-hmm. um, but then saves her when she tries to kill herself. But you're kind of like, does she save her for? A selfish reason. She basically just wants to harness what magical the power she has. All that, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's got the girls trying to catch lightning in a bottle, and the lightning strikes them if they get it wrong. You know, and you're like, "Wow, this school's interesting." It's extreme. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then you go down. You pass all your exams. Wonderful. Here, do this. Bang! You're now an eel. Well, see, that was the next thing I was going to come on to, which what is really the weird. So it's going on. So, so there's basically a scene where um, she's going to knock on the doors, and the belief is, and the way she sells it is like, if I knock your door, you are graduating. You're going to become a mage, and anyone she doesn't knock on, you know, basically, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're done here. Yeah. But in reality, she takes them to this place and transforms them into eels who then swim in, like, this kind of lake. And it's almost like their power is added to the power of everyone by being pushed into this lake. Does that make sense? It's it's like, this is where our magic is centred, and what we do is we we get the ones we rate, and then we take the ones we don't, but their, their internal chaos, their magic, we harness by pushing them in this, basically, like, turning them into batteries. Yeah, but wasn't one of the girls that got pushed in there like one of the top ones in the class and everything was great, she was able to do everything and yeah, then, but ah, I, you're not quite good enough we'll just enhance it, bye bye. Well, I, I wonder if it's a case of it's not just about, you know, your, your ability, there's got to be a kind of a, a personality element mm. to it. Um, because Yennefer, I, I think because of Yennefer's background where she's seen as ugly she's treated like crap and she's coming from that i think perhaps the belief with her is that she will treasure the gift of not being that anymore and treasure the gift of having that power which she's never had yeah i mean yennefer kind of goes a bit you know off the rails with it (laughs) especially at first uh, but how long that lasts, we don't know. That's part of what we were talking about. You know, is she basically off the rails for like two centuries? Who knows? You know, she spends an entire like thousand years just going yeah. batshit at everyone. Yeah, and, and then, then and then we ca- yeah, and then calms down, and we're all just like, oh, well, you know, she had a bit of a bad period, but she's back on track now. Now she just like, makes yeah. me just have allergies. It's fine. Yeah, well, you know, there are worse things. True. She doesn't, she doesn't um, murder the village. She just, yeah. Yeah, she, she she makes them all go at it. 
I think going back to that scene, I think one of the best things is when she ends and it. They're all like, so confused. They are all like naked, confused, romping with each other, no idea what's going on, and she just leaves the room like there's. Yeah, have a nice night, everyone. Yeah, you guys enjoy can do this yourselves. Yeah, enjoy working out between you all who was in who for the last half an hour. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and when all the babies are born in nine months, try and work out who's who's. Yeah. Bye. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good luck. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, she her character goes through this um, ceremony, or there is this ceremony. And I, this is another one of those scenes where I was like, oh my God. Okay, this is crazy and uh to flash back to what we talked about with like game of thrones game of thrones had some scenes in it were just like what the hell am i watching yeah and the one that always springs to mind is the red princess giving birth to a shadow baby very strange and i i remember watching that and just being like what the hell is going on and i felt the same watching this transformation Mm. so so basically yennefer wants to get transformed she goes there herself to the, this guy who's like the, the transformation specialist. Um, she's been told she's not going to the region she wants to be at. A uh, bit of nepotism going on because the, the lead guy wants his niece to go there or something like that. Yeah. Um, she She's really hacked off about it. I mean, yeah, less than pleased, I think, is that, yeah. Yeah. So she goes and gets herself transformed. And the scene of the transformation is really it's extreme um she's kind of naked writhing on this thing the guy is in essence removing her ovaries and then using them to create her body shape and everything going forward and you know the transformations you know back in my day mate when i was watching films and a a girl was going to be transferred transformed from ugly to beautiful she simply removed her glasses and took her hair out of a ponytail shook it a few times and boom stunning i had to walk down a flight of stairs oh yeah in slow motion sorry i I nearly totally forgot the slow motion slow motion downstairs that was the Uh, key that's where all the magic happens no, no. That's, now you watch a TV yeah. program and have to watch it yeah. like through your fingers, going, "What the fuck is yeah, going on?" Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, I, take your glasses I would off. Say Just take your glasses off, please. I would say that has to be another scene that if someone walked in on you watching with no context, they'd just be like, "Dude, <laughs> dude, you got issues." Seriously. Yeah, seriously, Pornhub exists. You don't have to watch this crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not that. Um, but yeah, Pornhub. Sorry, other porn sites are available. <laughs> wow, um, I can't believe we just added that one. In. <laughs> well, I we'll have to be clear. I'm not advertising anybody on this. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so she's basically um she she's there. She's transformed. Uh, you know, she uh, the actress is a beautiful woman. Um, yeah, a- Anya. Her name is Anya. Anya Sharotra. Uh, Sharotra. Yeah, I mean, she's absolutely beautiful girl. And so she's now herself in essence, and she's um, she absolutely stunning. And she does this walk in. So there's like this ball going on. All of the mages are being paired up with their kings, and she walks in, and everyone's just like, uh oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> that's yeah, that's Yennefer. This you know, this is about to kick off. Uh, she walks straight up to the one she wants, forgetting all of the instructions from from all of them telling her where she needs to go she goes to the one she wants unsurprisingly he wants her so it causes chaos what's interesting to me and it's something i didn't pick up the first time i watched it 
but then I picked up when I rewatched it, is that her doing that actually results in the the niece of the head guy going to Nilfgaard. Now, Nilfgaard is a kingdom that at this point of the story is just being referenced as kind of like, oh, you know, they're a warring bunch, you know, they need a bit of control, the new prince is about to take the throne, uh, we need to send them someone quite, you know, sort of strong-willed or something to, to keep them in line. Yeah. But she ends up going there and they end up becoming like a team and Nilfgaard, in essence, becomes the the army of darkness in this story like basically marching across all of the kingdoms crushing everybody in battle massively due to her her magical assistance mm-hmm. you know so so basically if, if yennefer hadn't have done that uh maybe what happens with nilfgaard would never happen you know yeah, it was kind of like the first it was basically the first domino being knocked over in a chain of events which we see played out but like I said, the first time I watched it, didn't pick up on it at all. It was the second time. It was like, oh, hang on a minute. That's, you know, they've showed us that quite clearly, that she's done that. She's broken all of their rules. Yeah. And then later, we're now basically seeing the consequence of when they don't pair the right mage with the right person. Oh, this is what... hell goes to down. Yeah. yeah, this is what this is what can happen. This is their point. When they don't pair them up, when they don't do it properly, this is how it ends up. And yeah, yeah, we we have this Nilfgaard kind of army of darkness marching across all of the the whole place, basically. Yeah, and really um, causing some carnage, don't they ever? Uh, but yeah, so so basically, Yennefer goes from here. Um, we we kind of catch up with her story where at one point she's protecting or she's sent with the the queen who's had another yeah now now the queen i believe's had another girl and and whoever the king is obviously wants a male heir so he sends an assassin to kill her and the baby yeah and and yennefer is trying you know tries to protect her for a while, like portling her, yeah. trying to get her away, but this this assassin keeps tracking them down. And then the queen has to like, kill her. You can just see this moment of yeah. Do you know what, love? On your own. See you later. Well, yeah, that that's the thing. That this this woman, this queen, has a go at Yennefer. Now, one of the things about TV shows and this one, something that happened in this and this moment that I liked is there isn't this clearly defined Yennefer as a hero. There's, you know, there's no definition of that at all with Yennefer. She is not that. She is not a kind of, oh, you know, I must save this woman and the child because I must, you know, yeah. because my, my moral compass tells me it's the right thing to do. She's doing it, and then when the woman has a go, it's like, you know what, I don't need this. They're tracking you, not me, layers. Yeah, it takes the baby and, and off she goes. Yeah, yeah, it takes the baby because the baby's innocent, leaves her to die. Now, she does try to save the baby. Unfortunately, the assassin kills it. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but there's a scene where she's on the beach talking to the dead baby. Yeah. And then she buries the dead baby in the sand. I mean, that was that was full on. That was a lot. Yeah, the rules are you don't kill babies, children, and animals taking it. And this just ruins everything. Yeah. Everything yeah, dies I mean, in this. Yeah, just... Uh... Oh, yeah, probably. I mean, I'm a, I'm a parent as well, and just seeing a dead baby on screen was just 
like, no, I, I don't like this. No, even <laughs> I was like, I was watching it going, this is tough. This is, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, but what what was interesting in that moment, again, and I, I kind of picked up on, on the rewatch, is I think that's the moment we kind of realise, or she perhaps realises, what she gave up when she gave up her ovaries to become beautiful. Yeah. You know, her ability to have a child was taken, you know, she basically traded that. Um, and I think in that moment, it kind of hits her like a ton of bricks that actually that's what she wants. Yeah. That's what she wants more than anything. And she now can. And it becomes almost like that's her obsession now. She's not going back to work for some king anymore because of what just happened. She's going to go off by herself. You know, the all of these people be damned. And she's going to try and find any way she can to to kind of change that to enable her to have a child. Yes. And that's kind of where we pick up on her. And she's the whole reason why she's in that town starting an orgy is because she went there to earn some money. The town tried to close her down. So she just decided like, okay, <laughs> I'll mess with you. Though. Yeah. Um, and like I said, that's when she runs into Geralt, uh, Geralt himself at this point, I mean, this is one of those kind of, like, side stories for Geralt, which is just kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek quite funny. Geralt can't sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jaskier's solution of, you know, have you tried less? You know, have you tried drinking less? Have you tried this? And, and he's just glaring at him. Um, but, yeah, Geralt can't sleep. So he's trying to find a genie, uh, a gene, um, basically, yeah, yeah to, to grant him this wish that he can have peace and, and he'll be able to sleep. Um... And he finally finds one in this lake that's been trapped in this kind of bottle. Uh, Jaskier's arguing with him. The thing gets broken. The djinn escapes. What I think the funny thing in this is we're not sure initially who has been granted the wishes because we're not sure who the djinn is um, you know, attached to yeah. after it's released from this bottle. I actually worked out straight away that it was Geralt simply because he wanted Jaskier to shut up and it was then that Jaskier's throat Yeah, up. instantly. It's like, oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the show kind of plays it for a while longer that we're not supposed to know that. Did you work out straight away? I worked it out... No, I didn't actually. No, I, I didn't work it out until a bit later on. Okay. Then I yeah, went, no, I, ah. I, yeah, no, it was it was kind of like, he, he said it like, oh, I wish you'd just shut up, or something like that. Or I wish you wouldn't sing anymore. He said something, yeah. and that was it. His throat went, and I was like, oh, wow, he, that's his first wish. And then he notices that mark on his arm as well, and he just starts scratching at it, and that was like a one. Yeah. And then, then when he realizes it later on, he sees a second one appear. And it's kind of like, aha, there, there we go. Yeah, I think um, the second one was when I realized. When the second mark appears, I was like, oh, they're yeah. the wish lines. Okay. That's yeah, an but, uh, so, take so, on a gene. so, Yennefer uh, cures Jaskier, um, which is why Geralt took him there. Mm-hmm. Um, Geralt and Yennefer, you know, Geralt tells her every, you know, he's truthful. He's like, well, um, you know, I, I was trying to get this gin. Um, Yennefer then manages to knock him out. The whole town blames him for it. He's going to be killed. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is, you know completely hilarious because again there's this guard wants to beat the crap out of him because he's a witcher and he's just giving him total attitude the whole time 
um, and then wishes that his head would explode. Yeah. And of course, of course, I'm like, oh no, oh no, this is going to be gross. <laughs> and true enough, his head explodes. And it was um, at that point I went, oh, you've got the wishes. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the thing. So Yennefer wants to use this final wish. Um, it's going to kill her. Uh, you know, the, the power of this. She's trying to contain it within herself. Yeah. Um, and Geralt rushes to her to try and save her, despite um, Yaskier basically being like, no, no, let's go, come on. Yep. <laughs> she brought it on herself, she's a psychic. Yeah, we'll let her die, she can stay, actually. Yeah. yeah. No, um, no. He goes in, and he does save her by making a wish, but he, he basically makes a wish along the lines of, he always wants her to be around, he always wants to see her. You know, he doesn't want to lose her. Yeah. Um... So it takes us a she, long time to find out that's what he wished. He, he does, yes. Um, but those two end up together, you know, a bit of a romantic embrace. What I love is um, the whole building falls apart. They land on each yeah. other and go, ah, yeah, and go they're on going then. at go it. On. Yeah, yeah. And Jaskier sort of like thinks he's dead. Like, oh no, Geralt's dead. He's alive? What? Oh, and he's going at it. Bloody hell, Geralt. Yeah. And you've got the guard um, that's like in love with. Yeah, in love with the person stood oh, there like. Yeah, just stood there like with his sad, sad face, like oh no. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's kind of how they meet. I mean, which is insane. The the other main story, which is obviously running through this, is Siri, and it's kind of like, uh, to me, it's kind of the main story for this show. Um, Siri is the granddaughter of Queen Calanthe. Am I saying that right? I believe so. And she is the queen of a, a queendom, if you like, of Sintra. And we we kind of pick up on there's this vibe that they've got a neighbour that they're going to possibly be at war with. But she feels ridiculously confident. She's like, you know, they're far away. You know, if they do march on us, we'll get warning because they'll be at such and such a place. Uh, at that point, you know, we'll mobilise. You know, we're strong. Uh, she she is a warrior queen, you know, we see it throughout the flashbacks in this, she is someone who literally takes to the battlefield and fights. Yep. Um, she also um, is basically married a guy to reinforce her army, if you like, he has a, a vast navy from an island, uh, you know, so he talks about, you know, I'll send for 40 ships full of, you know, soldiers, she's like, yeah, okay, that's fine, but you know, we got... You know, it's no worries, everything's fine, they're having this big feast, and then, like, some soldier walks over behind them and is like, um, yeah, they're here. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean, they're here? Like, yeah, Nilfgaard, their, uh, their army is actually here. They've, uh, yeah, they've marched here. Yeah, they're, they're here. They're, they're in the <laughs> gates, they are, they're and outside. The, yeah. And the whole kind of tone, this whole kind of, we're badasses, we kick ass, we're, we're the, you know, we're the absolute badass, we're the, you know, we've got nothing to worry about, changes in an instant. Yeah. And it's kind of like, they're then not watching the banquet in this kind of joyous way, they're watching the banquet in this kind of, wow, all of these people have no idea. Yeah, uh, see, I was wondering, like, when they watch them, I'm like, does that mean that they're now looking around the room going, who do I not recognise? Who is the infiltrator? Hmm. Oh, yeah, so what you my mean, brain yeah. went straight to Red Wedding. <laughs> I was like, oh, not thought, again. No, I can't watch something like this again. <laughs> you thought it was just going to be another absolute carnage in yeah. the room. Um, as it is, basically, uh, she takes her army and goes out to meet Nilfgaard on the battlefield. Yep. 
and they get absolutely butchered. I mean, Nilfgaard's just so many of them. Yeah, they, didn't, um, have they didn't have much of a chance. Her her husband gets killed, um, and she she makes it back, but she's badly injured. Um, and basically, the, they have a mage there, and the mage there um, is trying his best. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name, Dara, I think. Dara, indeed. And he's trying to uh, protect them. So basically, uh, Nilfgaard have arrived at the city. They're sacking the city. They don't take prisoners, Nilfgaard. They're killing everybody. Wait, women, Dara children. is the elf in serious thing, not the mage. Oh, okay. Um, oh yeah yeah Dara's her friend yeah 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 sorry so so basically uh, Ciri's trying she's there she's terrified she's with her grandmother um yeah it's it's, it's insane there's like this battle the mage's trying to keep him out and he's like look that's only going to hold for so long um you know my magic can only keep him out for so long yeah it, it is absolutely mental and like I said they're killing everybody and the queen gives this order like uh, you know, it's time. And and the order she gives, it's time. In essence, all of the noble families are being asked to kill themselves. It's like, here you go, take this and you'll slip away and die in your yeah, sleep. It's much mental. better. It's much better than Nilfgaard getting in and butchering you. Yeah. Um, it, it, was, it was brutal, man. It was like real brutal. Child. He gives them the potion. And he, and kills, he kills himself. Yeah, I, never... I was like, whoa. Yeah, it, it was, it was brutal. It was really brutal. Um, but also, you see this scene, which you then get the other side of later on, which is why I love this so much. Where the the mage runs off and he comes back and he goes, he's gone. Yeah. Now the first time you watch this scene is in like episode one or two, and it's like, who the hell are they talking about? Yeah. And she, and then she tells Siri, you must find. Geralt of Rivia, he is your destiny. Of course, the character we've been introduced to, so we know. Yeah. And we're kind of like, oh, I wonder how the Queen knows him. I wonder how this knows him. What happens later on is the story is weaved through that thanks to Jaskier being a bit of a cad, Geralt ends up at that party where he's acting as his bodyguard. The Queen takes interest in him because he's a witcher and he basically just absolutely... Um, murders two lords who were trying to show off about monsters they've killed and he's like yeah you're both lying and they they all get mental and Jaskier's staring at him he's like oh yeah maybe you killed uh, some sort of subspecies that yeah. you know I, I've not encountered like basically rolling his eyes as he says it and they're all like yeah yeah that's what yeah, it is and the queen can... again, please don't kill anyone please yeah. <laughs> and, and the queen's looking at him like you've totally just done that to save their face, you know, come and talk to me. And they sit and have, like, this conversation whilst this part is going on. In essence, the Queen is marrying off her daughter, trying to secure an alliance. Interestingly, again, the second time I watched this, Nilfgaard are there, and they treat the Nilfgaard representative like crap. Yep. Like, they are all, like, evil to the Nilfgaard representative, and he's sent packing, and they're all, like, laughing at them. So, again, a little thing there, which, first time round, I never spotted, second time round, it's like, okay, yeah, I can see why Nilfgaard are taking no prisoners. Yeah, and then you work out, obviously, the slight time differences in all of it, and you're like, oh, there is a reason they're pissed at everyone. Yeah, everybody, yeah, and... So uh, we get this guy comes storming in. Um, he's basically got a head like a hedgehog, and he's 
he's a knight who's been cursed, but he also saved the life of the queen's husband, and he had a thing called um, the Law of Surprise, which means whatever the king came home to from war now belongs to this guy. And the queen and the king came home to a new baby That's girl. It. It's something that you own but do not realize you possess, or something like that. Is the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when you when you return, you know, because he saved his life, he wouldn't be returning to it otherwise. Um, you know, so it could be a, a field of crops, it could be some gold, it could be anything. It, but in this case, it was a child, it was a baby. And he says, you know, when I found out it was the princess, I had no intention of claiming it at all, but. Then we met through chance and we've fallen in love. So here I am to ask her hand in marriage, you know, and I claim her under the law of surprise. The queen goes nuts. Yeah, the queen's not happy. The The queen does not want a hedgehog in the family She's tree looking at, at all. Big army, big navy, big spikes on the top of your head. I don't get why the... <laughs> yeah. And, and, and she, she orders him dead. Yep. So she's like, kill him. Uh, the the queen's daughter princess Sykes, goes mental, but Geralt steps in and defends him. Uh, there's a massive fight scene which I loved. It was great. Yeah, the king gets uh, involved the, as well because he's like, no, he did call or surprise. I got to stand on this one. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, and, and you know the queen tries to kill him again. So everything calms down. She's like, oh, you know, we'll have a hug, shall we? It'll it'll be good. And then she tries to pull a knife on him to kill him. And her daughter lets out this almighty like scream, yeah. And and it's like this whirlwind kicks in. It's, yeah, you explain know, this one. <laughs> I, I can like powerful magic, clearly in the family. I mean, I think she says to her, when it's all calmed down, like um, the mage and the witcher managed to bring her back. You know, sort of like stop yeah. destroying the place. And she says to her, like, oh, I thought this had, sk- you know, it skipped me. Your your grandmother's power, I thought it skipped you or something like that. Yeah. Um. So there's obviously some sort of magical power in the family. Uh, we later find out that it's also in Siri. Yep. Because when she tells Siri to go, Siri screams no. I and mean, she does it like the whole room shakes. Mm-hmm. And everybody's freaked out by it. <laughs> Especially Siri, by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Ciri's sent with like some captain of the guard to try and get her away from Nilfgaard. You know, get away from here, save yourself. Yeah, find the man in the in the woods. Yeah, yeah, go find Geralt, get the hell out of here. Um, the guy trying to save her gets killed pretty much instantly trying to leave the city. Uh, the mage stays behind to try and protect her so she can get out. She does manage to get out, but again, she uses this power to like collapse like this massive old tower between her and this Nilfgaard uh, kind of rider who's trying to capture her. Um, she escapes to like this. Uh, all these people have set up like a refugee camp. Yep. And she escapes to it, and like the people there are like absolutely down talking. The queen hated Queen Calanthe. Yeah. She's like, uh. Yeah, well, my name's uh, Dave. <coughs> yeah, yeah um, Dave of the bakery. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah, nothing yeah. to do. Yeah, well, no, the, the royal family. Oh, I hate those guys. Who are they? Um, you know, she's smart enough to rub mud through her hair, you know, to try and change the colour of her hair. Yeah. Um, but this, you know, this camp gets ta- taken out as well. Um, you know, absolutely destroyed. And as we know, Nilfgaard take no prisoners, killing everybody. Yeah. The little dwarf uh, dude in the um, 
in the tent. Oh yeah. Where he's like, yeah, no, do you know what? I am done with your crap now. Yeah. So basically, like this woman who was in this tent who take her in, clearly were like some sort of aristocracy family, and she treated the dwarf like servant, like scum. Um, so the minute Nilfgaard started taking, killing everybody, Dwarf turned on her and stabbed her and killed her, which was like, again, it was just insane. Like, all of these scenes were like, wow, you know, so much happening. Yeah. <laughs> so intense. Um, so she escapes, um, you know, she gets away. She's aided by Dara now. Sorry, yeah, the, the sort of boy who's an elf aids her, helps yeah. her get away. Um she escapes and then is kind of enchanted and walks into like these enchanted woods where there's a a group of female warriors there um th- this group of warriors seem to just protect this wood um you see later on like Nilfgaard talking about how how would we go about you know getting her out of there so like, well, you know we could take the whole army and it's like nah it's not a good idea so clearly this is kind of a of woods and they are warriors of some sort of fame. He's got like the special like the the arrows. They they've got arrow people, archers even. Arrow yeah. people. Wow. Arrow people. Yeah. Good. Good. Good English. Isolation's getting to me now. Um, they've got them yeah. that are shooting out the woods because obviously the elf Dara's trying to get through and yeah. it's all protected. And you're like, yeah. you look at it, you go, oh, it's just an army of. Uh, it's like it doesn't look like a big army inside the warrior room. But then yeah, Neil God like, nah, don't do it. It's all good. <laughs> it's like. Mm. Oh, you do magic. you do think to yourself <laughs> yeah you do think to yourself there's obviously something going on in that area you want to avoid yeah. um, in essence they say to her like you know you've been drawn here by like the sort of enchantment if you drink from here you're gonna you're gonna forget everything and you're gonna live here you're gonna be fine um, but Siri is then found by the mage but it's not the mage yep the mage who served Queen Calanthe is killed by the Nilfgaard and they get a creature who can basically turn himself into anybody to take over, the, in essence, become yeah. this mage I mean, and goes into the woods to get her. I mean, if you can have all the magical powers, that's a pretty good one to have. If you, Yeah, I mean, that's, the, you know, talking about X-Men. Yeah, very much so, yeah. Um, yeah, so it, uh, we have this kind of uneasy thing where we as the audience know that's not the real guy. Um, she doesn't have a clue, so she's like all hugs, I've missed you, and we're like, don't trust him. And I like <laughs> Do how it was done, him. because I've seen it in a couple of places, things similar happen, and you're watching it going, yeah. oh, it's so bad. But this, again, it was just done well. Yeah, it really left no, you thinking, well. you don't know what's going to happen, how is she going to notice, come on, notice. Yeah. Yeah, the elf boy's kind of suspicious. The elf boy, I think, is only suspicious because obviously he didn't know the guy anyway. But I think he's suspicious from the point of view of, like, how in the hell did you know we were there? Yeah. You know, and, and secondly, how in the hell did you manage to just walk in, like, chat to everyone, like, hey, you know, hey, guys, it's, you know, it's all good. Yeah, I'm just here to take her home. You know, it's all good, it's all good. So he tries to lead her out. He tries to lead her back to Nilfgaard. She does work it out. I, I think the elf kind of gets to her like, this doesn't feel right. So she starts asking a few like probing questions like, oh, you know, uh, don't you just love it here? It's just like back in your home of wherever. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, you're not from there. Yeah, something about arthritis <laughs> yeah. in his knees wouldn't have allowed him to do something like that. And she's yeah. like, gotcha. 
Yeah, it's like you're not who he is, and now obviously then we get the reveal and we have a fight. Um, she it, Silver appears to be like the nemesis to all creatures, beasts in this show in this world. Yeah. Um, so she has this silver thing, and she manages to basically weaken him and pin him because of it. Uh, the elves like kill him. <laughs> She's like kill him. Yeah, uh, uh, she doesn't do that. She hasn't gone that far. Um, but he, he does escape and then goes back and basically has a confrontation with the Nilfgaard, uh, which is kind of insane. insane. Yeah, like the guy bird. fighting himself. Yeah. yeah, where he basically pretends to be Siri for a while and then turns into him, which is, yeah, that was really insane. Um, but yeah, I mean, Siri then kind of escapes. She, she, she gets on the run. She's by herself. Uh, she tries to... She steals a horse from basically like a nice a woman's nice to her, and she steals a horse from her. And you're kind of I don't know about you, but possibly because of every show I've ever watched, whenever someone's nice to someone like that, you're like, oh, don't trust them. Yeah, do not yeah. trust them. She is blatantly <laughs> luring you to the woods to kill yep. you. Don't. You know, she's like you know, being all nice to you, you know, just, just stab him in the back. So when she steals her horse and rides off, I'm like, yes, Siri, you know what you're doing. Yeah, you might still <laughs> Clever girl. Keep going. However, um, she's seen in this village by a few people who have escaped her kingdom, who she recognizes. These are kids, teenagers and stuff who she knew, who basically are going to beat her and take all of her stuff because... They're like, we hated you. We hated the royal family. We only played with you because we had to. Yeah, we're only um, nice to you because of who you are. It's like, oh, yeah, wow. and it, it's like, wow, this is like going to be brutal on every level. Uh, they're going to take her horse and everything. And we see another demonstration of her power where she basically loses it, screams. And it's like a nuclear blast goes off. It's like all of the people who are surrounding her are just projected and thrown and they're killed you know they're like thrown into trees and uh when this woman who catches up with her who she stole the horse from she's just like a crying cowering mess in the middle of it like yeah but then you look over her shoulder and there's one of the boys impaled in a branch and you're like yeah 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 it's like and she's like what happened here it's like oh they came to like take me and take my stuff and the woman's just kind of like, oh, well, they got what they deserved then. <laughs> she just, like, completely brushes it off that, okay, we won't we won't dwell on how you, this little girl, managed to kill all of these men. Um, but we are just going to say they deserved yeah. it. And I'm going to take you home with me. It was one of those little small details which I just loved. Like, she looks around and just goes, uh, okay, yeah. yeah, let's just... Yeah, yeah. I don't want to ask the questions, actually. I don't think I want yeah. the answers. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, it's kind of like, do you know what? <laughs> Actually, I don't think I want to know how this happened. I think I'm just going to help you. I'm going to take you home. Um, Now, that happens. So, imagine that's kind of happening down one road, okay? So, this woman who we've not met before or anything is taking her home. In this other place, uh, Geralt's kind of riding through and he comes across the refugee site that's been massacred. Mm -hmm. And there's a guy there who's basically putting all the bodies. He's trying to bury them, give them a decent burial. And he's like, you know, what are you doing? I think he accuses him of being a grave robber, That's first it, of all. Yeah. The guy's like, the guy's like, F off, Witcher. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm giving these people a proper burial, you know, all they deserve. He then, the Witcher gets kind of like a sense that there's creatures nearby. Uh, clearly, obviously, it's part of their ability. Yeah. So he tells the guy, look, get, get lost, <laughs> you know, get out of here. This is going to be bad. 
in essence, it's like zombies coming up from the ground, yeah, like weird, skeletal like, kind of things, creatures. Yeah. And I think he says if they touch you or if they grab you or something, you're dead. Yeah. And so he's fighting them off, he's fighting them off, fighting them off, and then he realises one of them's got his leg and he just drops. <laughs> and I think he even looks up at his horse like, oh, fuck, this is how I die for fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he kind of he does this little speech, doesn't he? I go through all this stuff, I've had werewolves, yeah. I've had this... A ghoul. Yeah. A bloody ghoul touches me leg. Uh, yeah, and this is how I die for... Uh, and, he, and he drops. Now, the guy who he told to get stuffed basically has come back and has saved him. He's got him on the back of his car. He, he's given him some medicines as best he can to try and keep him alive. Uh, the Witcher's having these weird kind of like memory flashes of Yennefer. He's having these weird memory flashes of his mother, like giving him up to become a Witcher. Yeah, um, yeah he's kind of trying to like he's in and out of consciousness and we as the audience are kind of trying to follow it like oh what's going on here um and he has this kind of like feeling like he's you know this kind of destiny that this mage kept talking to him about of how siri is his destiny and how siri has that feeling as well like there's like there's a connection between them like a magnetic kind of force you Um, said about destiny i've never heard a sentence used so much in a show in my life yeah, like they use yeah, this more than the force is used in Star Wars. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Des- destiny, destiny is all. Anyone who watches The Last Kingdom will know that line. But destiny is all in The Witcher. It is like it's your destiny. It's his destiny. It's whose destiny? Everybody's destiny. Is that person's name destiny? Probably their destiny. <laughs> and it is. It is really thrown around. So um, it is this kind of magnetic, uh, unknown force to to coin the force. Uh, that is drawing them and and as there's kind of you know as he's going along you can see that he's really struggling he uses medicines the guy says look i'm going to take you back to my place you know everything's going to be all right i don't know about you but i had no idea that that was going to be the same place no it kind of it was when he pulled up and she's run off <laughs> yeah and then they yeah. pull up and you're like yeah oh boy yeah, so <laughs> She she has spent the night there, Siri, but she's woken up in the morning and she's like had these dreams about Geralt and she's like run off into the woods like she's going to find him. And then as she's run off, the wagon arrives and you realise that this is the wagon. This guy is the husband of this woman yep. and Geralt's on the back. Um, Geralt gets off and like the woman's like oh have you seen a girl you know she was here uh you know i took her in but she's vanished this morning he's like oh no no i haven't uh you know there's this war that's going on nearby which we not really touched on but we don't have time <laughs> which is you know yennefer and all of them are f- trying to fight nilfgaard to keep them being able to conquer the whole got known a hell of world a couple of great scenes in it though yeah oh massively yeah it's some phenomenal scenes in that um, but I mean, the key thing to this whole thing is that Geralt then walks into the woods. The end scene of the whole season one is Siri runs into his arms and gives him like this massive hug. Um, earlier the night before, he was having like fever dreams and he was calling out for Yennefer. Yeah. So they have this massive hug and he's like, "Oh, you're you're Siri," and she's like, "Oh, you're Geralt." And then she like looks back at him and goes, "Who's Yennefer?" And the series ends, and I'm like, what? Yeah, it's one of those ones where you, there's seasons and things that I've watched before, and they end, and you sit there and you go, oh, you bastards, how can you end it yeah. there? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then this, I was thinking, wait, no, you you can't end it on literally a question. 
I screamed. I, like I, I was I was livid. Oh yeah, yeah I was absolutely good. Like, it was such a great yeah, she runs into his arms and as soon as she ran into his arms I was like, Oh no. No waiting for the credits to start. So yeah. who's Jennifer? Dum No Yeah and that and that was it. It was it was a kind of because them being united as an ending, you're kind of like, okay, all right, they're together now. All right, so next season they're going to be together, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get all our questions answered. But the fact she leans back and goes, "Who's Jennifer?" and you're like, wait a minute, what is this connection between the two of them? What is going? On? How would she even know Jennifer's name? What the hell? And the show's finished, and it ain't going to be another episode for at least a year. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was I screaming. Was not <laughs> I sent you a very rude message. You did, not, you did. How not dare the you? first thing you've given to me like this that's like, oh, would you yeah. be great? And then cliffhanger and you're like, fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you were steaming. Yeah, so good. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I did just touch on it a minute ago and we will just touch on it briefly because I, I know we're, we're close on time here. But um, the Yennefer and all of the kind of mages, the, the good mages, if you like, uh, band together epic battle. to try and... St- to try and stop the march of Nilfgaard. What they recognise, which others don't, is that if Nilfgaard conquer everything, you know, all their way of life is over. Um, So they go and try and fight and try to hold them at this one pass, which connects the north and the south of the country. Basically, if Nilfgaard take it, then they can just continue marching through. Um, they they hold them, you know. It's just an epic battle. I mean, the scenes are phenomenal. The magic use is sort of thrown into it. And the thing I really liked as well is we're seeing magic being used a lot in the show, and we're seeing it used for all these different things. None of it looked naff. None of it looked stupid. None of it looked out of place. No. It always seemed to ground itself into re- real kind of events. What I mean by that is like um. The, the magic use of you know the kind of exploding powder stuff or the magic use of making something grow which then knocked you know plants yeah. that had the ability to knock the soldiers out unconscious or the ability to you know, you know Yennefer towards the end just unleashing her inner chaos yeah. and just laying waste to countless to you know, and yeah. yeah and then she's left there kind of like hello <laughs> Anybody left? <laughs> uh, anybody? Yeah. Anybody at all? <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that's kind of how we're left with her. I mean, we don't know. You know, we don't know the result of that battle. We don't know if Nilfgaard did. I mean, Nilfgaard were winning until Yennefer unleashed. Yeah. Was that enough to send them packing? Did she? Or has she now used up did, all of her chaos inside, and they're going to walk through yeah. and just destroy everyone? Because like you're screwed. Yeah. You've got um, yeah, so, the lead lady whose name we couldn't really pronounce. Yeah, yeah, we're not sure if we, she's we still with she's us dead, or not. We're not sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I love the fact as well with the magic users. They they weakened as they became tired. The more they use their magic, the more they weakened. Yeah. So so it became, you know, you saw the guy and he was fighting with swords with this one mage, and then every time the mage would like lose his sword or something, he'd magic the sword back, and it was like a real demonstration when he couldn't do that anymore that this warrior had worn him down enough that he was then going to be able to kill yeah. him, you know? And uh, it was it was such a good representation of so many things. And like I said, with any good show, you, you want to watch the next episode. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but there I have got so many questions going into a season two. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I can't wait. It's genuinely one of the top lists, like on um, shows on my list of 
waiting. Yeah. That, The Mandalorian. Uh, <laughs> the Mandalorian, for sure. The Umbrella Academy. There's a couple of shows I'm really desperate for well, next season. I, I'm but... delighted. I'm delighted you just mentioned The Mandalorian. So, um, big thank you to everybody for listening this week. Uh, big thank you to everybody who's uh, followed us along. I know we don't go into... Uh, massive levels and into these shows because we don't break it down episodically uh, mostly because they're dropped all at once so we tend to binge them and then just kind of like splurge it all out um, but yeah we absolutely love The Witcher we're looking forward to season 2 uh, looking forward to talking about that as well our next show so the next show if you're interested if it's a show you followed is going to all be about is our first ever Disney Plus show yeah it is um, and it is a set in the Star Wars universe and it's called The Mandalorian uh, if you have Disney Plus if you like Star Wars watch this trust me it is just brilliant it is absolutely brilliant. But we're, I'm not going to say more than that. We're going to talk about that on a different yep. show. Uh, but absolutely love The Witcher. Uh, enjoy talking to you, as always, my always friend. Uh, I hope everyone's staying safe. Uh, we're recording this on the 17th of April 2020, and the whole world is in lockdown thanks to the COVID-19 coronavirus. Uh, so if you are listening to us, you're in your lockdown, you're in quarantine, etc. Or if you're listening to us and you are still having to work, you're a key worker, perhaps. Stay safe, everybody. You know, follow the instructions. Stay well. Look after each other. Take care. Take care and see you later. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week.